This podcast was created for female business owners, coaches, and service providers to answer this question. How can I take what I already know, turn it into a short and simple self-published book, then leverage that book into six and seven figures and beyond? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Jessica DeBry. Welcome to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Hello there. Welcome back to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. It has been a while, you guys. I've missed you. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me. I've been gone for a couple of weeks, and then before that, uh, I aired a couple of episodes that were interview-style episodes. So this is my first time back after being sick a couple times. The toddler got sick a few times. Maybe he got me sick first, or I got him sick first. Maybe it was a little bit of both. Uh, I went through a personal family issue. And then on a lighter note, I just celebrated my 10-year wedding anniversary with my husband. And I went through a beta launch for a new program, and that's why you are here today. So in this episode, I'm going to share more about my beta launch as I primarily used Instagram, social media for the launch. And I think it's important to share the misses like in addition to the wins that we share in our business. So you probably already know because you looked at the title of this episode. This is all about why I believe Instagram is dead. And I had a pretty lackluster launch, to put it nicely. And I want to share more about that. I got to give you a heads up, though, that this is different than a typical episode that you'll hear here on the Author Entrepreneur podcast, you know, I usually cover book and business tips. This is talking primarily about Instagram, but I still think it's relevant and I still wanted to talk about it because I know that all of this stuff is on your radar as a business owner. You know, this episode is for you. If you've been thinking about going all in on Instagram or maybe you're trying to do that, you know, as we all know, Instagram has many different facets now, reels and DM strategy, et cetera. And I guess what this is, is this more of a cautionary tale. You know, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we're constantly looking at ROI. And I know that time investment is just as, if not more important than monetary investment that we put in our business. So if you're thinking like, where should I be investing my time with my business right now? This episode is for you because at the end, I'm going to share three recommendations for what I believe give you the best ROI for your time and effort. So without further ado, let's jump in. So I want to go back a little bit here because when I talk about my social media launch, this sort of started probably three or four months ago. I have been thinking for a long time that I wanted to take everything that I work with on my one-on-one clients and turn it into a group coaching program. And I've been thinking about this since the beginning of the year. And then, of course, time moves crazy fast. And before I knew it, it was summer. And then I had this goal of launching it in the fall. So back in summer, I actually invested in a reels and an Instagram and a social media course, I probably spent about $1,500 because I think it's important to put your money where your mind is. And if you want to learn from the best to kind of put your money where you know that you can leverage their expertise. So I did that. 
Why did I want to do this? Because everywhere I turned, it was reels, reels, reels. It was reels to grow your audience, reels to grow your biz, reels to launch a product, reels to connect. I really felt like I was missing the boat. The fact that I was not posting reels, I feel I felt like there was this like train going by and I was just watching it speed past. And I thought, I want to buy a ticket for that train. And I really wanted to test the waters. I haven't gone all in on Instagram in a really long time. And, you know, because I've been so focused with books and other other mediums to really grow my business. And I thought, well, maybe this is what I need. I need to put my time and effort into this because there's so many other people that are doing amazing things with it. I need to be on that train too. So like I mentioned, I invested about $1,500 into a program all about Reels, all about Instagram, and I started posting more. And let me just say, I used a really edited version of uh, of going all in because for me, going all in is, is with my limited time, right? I'm a full-time mom. I'm a business owner. I still have clients. So I, I'm not just growing Instagram. I'm also doing all the things. And I know that you're doing the same thing as well. So I just started posting more reels. I optimized my bio. I started using a direct message strategy. And I was putting more time and effort into engaging with others. And the way that it worked out is I spent two full months really focusing on, okay, I was going to use two full months to be active and engaged on Instagram. And that was going to be list building. So I was just growing my email list. And then I was going to spend one month after that pushing the traffic to webinar registrations because I was planning to launch my group coaching program off of the back of that webinar. So by the way, That is my favorite strategy. And even when you have a book, it's send people over to grow your list. And then from that, use a webinar to sell your higher end ticket programs. Now, I do want to mention before I tell you my results here, I want to give a disclaimer. And that is that my take on Instagram isn't amazing to begin with. Now, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people have amazing uh, takes on Instagram. Like they, they love it. And if it's working for you, great. This is not meant to knock you. It's not meant to knock your strategy. But, you know, I think, like I said, I think it's important to share what's not working so that we can look at where we're devoting our stuff. And, you know, when I think about Instagram as a whole, personally, it's really triggering for me. And this really became the case after I had my son, which you've heard me share before. He has multiple uh, anaphylactic, life-threatening food allergies. And to see people just with not a care in the world having birthday parties and going on vacations uh, with their children, you know, normal stuff that they should be sharing because it's exciting times, I get triggered by that. And I think for me, when I think about Instagram, it really takes me out of the present. Like, even if I'm having a great time in my life, if I'm on Instagram, it takes me out of that great mental space. And if I'm having a bad time in my life, it's highlighting what's missing. Just like I mentioned with the the stuff that I'm going through with my son and his allergies and his anaphylaxis. I do have to say, though, that early Instagram was fun, right? It was no pressure. It was no algorithms. It felt more connection-based. It was fun filters. It was only feed posting. You weren't trying to do all the things. And you know, if someone were to go to my Instagram and say, Jessica, how can you say you don't like it when you have 11,000 followers? It's because I built my Instagram audience with that version of Instagram. Like I'm talking like 2016, 2017 version of Instagram. It was, it was all of that. It was being able to focus just on feed stuff and just on connection and not having to go all in on everything else that I really liked that version, right? But we can't go back and everything is always evolving. 
And I do want to point out as well that I leveraged Instagram when I had my subscription box business, She Club Monthly, which is still, I don't know why I don't disable that account. She It's at She Club Monthly if you want to see what I used it for. You know, this was back in 2017 as well. So I don't want to knock it because I, I, I know that it works. But I do want to say that Instagram, I think, works really well for product-based businesses. And I was a good example of that. But today's Instagram feels like a constant time suck. It feels like who has time for this? Like we're dealing with posting on the feed, you know, looking into hashtag strategies, doing reels, insta- you know, looking at stories, lives, polls, DMs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, with that being said, I was willing to give it another shot. When it comes down to it, anything that you use to build your business, it really only works if you work it. And I knew that I, you know, I tell this to my own clients. I say, your book will work if you work it, right? So I was going to do it. I was just going to put my blinders on. I had invested into this program and I was ready to go forward. And so I did. So here are my Instagram results. So like I mentioned, I spent a couple of months, two full months, so 60 full days, really engaging on there, posting reels, not a ton of reels, but what I could do with my time allotted. And with that, with 60 days, I got about 25 new email subscribers. And that was because I had optimized my bio. I put the link to subscribe and to download my bestseller cheat sheet right in that one link. And, you know, I was posting more on stories and all that kind of stuff. Now, here's where I want to point out something really important. Here's a crazy fact for you. So like I said, I spent two-ish months and I got 25 new email subscribers. Now, in that same period of time, I also received about 20-ish, 25 new email subscribers from my book. Now, I want to put this in perspective. My book I wrote in 2018 And that's a four-year-old book. I haven't touched it. I haven't promoted it. I haven't talked about it. And to get the same amount of people signing up for my email list from a book that's over four years old as from an active, you know, effort into Instagram is just crazy town to me. So, so we'll put that aside for a second. So the last few weeks after I had you know, put in a couple of months into Instagram for growing my email list. Then I switched over to putting the time and effort into getting webinar registrations for my webinar that I was going to sell this beta program on. And I actually, I I hired someone to do Facebook ads for me. So we were doing ads on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. And you guys, I just had terrible ROI, like terrible. Like I was doing reels that would average a one second watch time. So even though I was putting a bunch of money into pushing these reels to get the views in front of people that I knew would be able to benefit from it, they weren't watching it, right? Which is so frustrating. So my webinar signups were extremely poor. I wrote down my primary goal was to get 200 webinar registrants. And you guys, I got like 20. And that's with putting money into ads, with having a Facebook ads expert. And it was really frustrating. Now, I will say that I only shared my webinar with my email list once. So that 20 people isn't taken into account the people from my email list already that I promoted this webinar to, but I didn't want to promote this webinar a lot on my email list because again, I was testing the waters with Instagram. I wanted to see what Instagram, a solely Instagram strategy would do for me. 
So after all this is said and done, it was really bad. I mean, it was, I, I, I certainly did not see a good ROI. <laughs> so what I ended up doing was because this was all about a group coaching program where you were going to be surrounded by, you know, a good amount of women that were going through the program with you, I ended up abandoning that. And, and it was because it wasn't going to be a win for the women that were coming in. Now, there was a silver lining here. I did get three new one-on-one clients from this, but we were already connected. These are not women that came in over the course of my launch. These are women that were already on my list that I already had connections with. But I don't want to discount that, right? Because that, of course, is amazing and I'm so thankful for it. And that is valuable in itself. And I will say, you know, there is something to be said about launching something. And maybe it was the excitement of that and the fact that it had more energy into putting content there on Instagram that gave them the excitement to move forward with me. So I don't want to discount that, right? But you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and she asked me, why do I think that this didn't get off the ground with Instagram? And I really think it's because my work goes deep, right? Like my work that I do, if I'm working with you to to write your book, to get your book out into the world, it's not like a hack or a template that you're buying into. You're actually having to do deep work on your end. And I think that hacks and templates and shortcuts and products do really well on Instagram and they can do really well. And I think that's the best place for them to be. But if your business work goes really deep, like if you're doing mindset work, if you're doing life coaching or something like that, then Instagram may not be the best place because no one wants to leave their safe scrolling space, right? Like think about when you're on Instagram, how many times do you click out? Not a lot. So at the end of the day, I think what needs to be said here is that Instagram is a great avenue for some, but not all. And I want to be part of the voice saying, it's not good for me and I'm not going to focus into it as much. And I think that's another silver lining as well, is that this gives me permission to step away from something that wasn't serving me before. before and I, I, you know, and I want to focus on more important things. And I think it's almost great for me to look at this and be like, I tried it. Now I can check this off my box and I'm going to focus on other things. And in reality, it is kind of hypocritical if I tell you, write a book, this book is going to change your business. And then I turn around and I devote all my time and energy and Instagram. That's a little hypocritical. Am I right? So I think for me, not getting great results here was exactly what I wanted in the big picture. Sure, was it frustrating when it happened? A hundred percent. But it going through it as I did and experiencing what I did, in the end, I'm so thankful because I I don't want to have all my time and energy into this. So my new outlook on Instagram is that I'm no longer going to utilize it as a business or list builder. I think that when you look at Instagram as a whole, it's important to have core content there, right? So if someone visits your account for the first time, will they know what you're about? You know, do you have like an edited bio and are your top nine posts directly in alignment with what you do? Do you have curated Instagram story highlights? And then I also, you know, I don't want to say I'm never going to be on Instagram again, because I think when it comes to milestones, like big events, both personally and professionally, I think are great to share on Instagram when I launch my book, you know, in a few months. I, of course, I'm going to post on Instagram because that's a big flipping deal, right? You know, I just shared about my 10-year anniversary, and I think that's a big deal. And that's another thing. I think there's a lot of people that say you shouldn't share a lot of personal stuff if you're a business account, and I disagree with that. 
I used to think that, but you are you because you share the stories. And I talk a lot about stories mixed in with your strategy. So for me, I'm going to do both random content. Who knows? Who knows if I'll post reels in the future because I know that it's something valuable that I need to share. Again, I don't want to say never, say never, but for me, focusing all my time and effort, not going to happen. You know, I think that social media, Instagram in particular, should be secondary to the big things in your business. And for me, I'm going to be deleting the app the rest of the time. Uh, Crazy to say, but that's what works well for me, because if it's not there, it's not tempting me and I don't want to be looking at it late at night or early in the morning. So as promised, I have three recommendations for your time and effort thinking about what you're going to devote your time and energy into. Now, one of them, you probably already know what it's going to be, but let's talk about these. The first one is a podcast. You know, I don't have a bajillion listeners. If you're here, amazing. You know, we're less than 20 episodes now, so we're still very new and fresh. But I will say that this is a great way to connect on a personal level. I talked to a couple of podcasters before I launched, and they told me this uh, concept of fringe content. And that's where you're sharing the general gist of what your podcast and what your problem is you're solving is all about. But what your audience is connecting with, like you and I are connecting on fringe content, like the little things I say, like when I tell you I'm obsessed with Real Housewives or that I love hummus, you know, silly stuff like that, that I wouldn't really be sharing as much on other platforms. Those are those fringe type things are things that are off the cuff that allow you a space to share with others that have been really beneficial for me. And I 100% think a podcast is a great ROI for you. Another good thing in your business, the second is a summit, a summit that you host. Now, funny enough, I hosted a summit back in, it was either 2016, I want to say, or 2017. And it was about Instagram. It was called the Instagram Her Summit. It was amazing for me to go through. And it was a great uh, one-off email list builder because you're leveraging your work with your other speakers because they're sharing it with their audience. You're building your authority. And that's great. But it is a lot of work for a one-time event that isn't really working itself for you in the future. But I, you know, I'm not against doing another summit again because I think that they're great. I think that you can really reach a wide net with a summit. And who knows? Maybe I might want have one up my sleeve in the future. And then the third recommendation I have for you is a book. Of course, you know that I love books. The book is the best way to solve a problem, build your tribe, fill your pipeline, etc. And unlike the previous two, the podcast or a summit. A book is residual. And I don't just mean like residual uh, profits or or revenue. I'm talking about you put in the work now and you know that it will continue to pay off dividends in the future with recurring readers that turn into email subscribers and possibly clients. I shared with you that I had the same amount of people join my email list from my really old book than an active strategy on Instagram that I was doing on an everyday basis. So that's really a big deal. And the long story short here, when it comes to thinking about what you're going to devote your time into is that you want to build something, girlfriend, make something valuable, put your time into something that's going to last long term, or at least longer than a scroll, right? Create something that people want to share, people want to invest their time into, solve a problem that's valuable. Before we jump out of this episode, I just want to say why I wanted to share this info. Because 
I think that this information is just a reminder that time is your most precious resource and you want to use it wisely. A few minutes here and there that you're checking Instagram or you're posting on stories may not feel like a lot, because, but it really adds up. And even when you're not on there, you feel the pull, right? I mean, I know that I did during my three-month experiment. So I want you to give yourself permission to create something bigger. Think about this for a second. In one year, would you rather show your kids all the random Instagram stories and reels you posted, or would you rather hand them a copy of the best-selling book that made mama a best-selling author where they can flip it over and see you on the back cover, flip through the pages with your words and your stories and you as the author. You know, it doesn't really matter where you decide to devote your time and energy into, but you want to go to places where more focused attention is at, right? Like people are really focused when they read a book. They're focused when they're listening to podcasts. Heck, even YouTube videos have more focused attention than a scroll, right? So as we close up here, if you don't see me on Instagram a lot, if I'm really sporadic, you'll know why. It's because of everything I learned during my lackluster launch. And next up for me is author entrepreneur, the book. I'm really excited about it. Of course, I promise to share everything with you. And I hope that this gives you the little kick in the booty to go out there and do something a little bit bigger like a book. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Now remember, when you write your story, you change the world. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. You listen to the podcast, now it's time for you to read the book. Author Entrepreneur is officially a best-selling book, and if you've ever wondered how to make your book dream a reality, Author Entrepreneur will show you step-by-step how to write, launch, and leverage a short nonfiction book that can catapult your business so you can maximize your impact and build a six-figure business, or even start one from scratch. Check it all out at jessicadebry.co slash book and make sure to download your free jumpstart your journey bonus author entrepreneur bundle at jessicadebry.co slash book or search for author entrepreneur on Amazon. See you on the next episode of the author entrepreneur podcast. Mm-hmm.